Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Blog Talk Radio listeners. I'm Evangelist Linda Clay, sharing God's sacred word Bible study with you. Let us pray. Giving you praises and glory. Forgive all our sins, Heavenly Father, said Jesus. Give us a clean and forgiving heart and help those needing help in any way that's needed. Turn our wrongs into right, Lord, and fix it in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we say yes to your name because we're so thankful for all the things you do for us, making ways out of nowhere, and somehow you're there for us, and we thank and praise your holy name. We ask that you touch everyone listening or reading your word to knowledge and understanding. Help us learn to focus more on you and less on the world, Lord. Heavenly Father, we ask that you bless Blog Talk Radio spiritually and financially, and that you build us up in your word. Heavenly Father, give everyone faith and grace. Help us to love and forgive one another. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Before I get started with our lesson, let me again thank Granny's place. Mr. Julie Lewis for giving me the opportunity to be on Blog Talk Radio. I'm here on Blog Talk Radio three Wednesdays each month from 8 to 8.30 a.m. Plus, you're welcome to visit our group on Facebook at Peace Keep God First. First is written one is We're available 24 hours with Bible study, questions, and answers. Books, recipes, quotes, flowers, and so much more. So due to time on Blog Talk Radio, I will give you some points in key verses. Now, let us get into our lesson. Our lesson comes. From 1 Timothy chapter 3. The outline for chapter 3 is as follows. In this chapter, our apostle writes of church offices, and he specifies three things. Number one, the qualification person to be admitted to the office of a bishop, verses 1 through 7. Number two, the qualifications of deacons, verses 8 through 10, and of their wives, verse 11, and again of the deacons, verses 12 and 13. Number three, he gives reasons for writing Timothy concerning the church and the foundation church in verses 14 through 16 to the end of the chapter. Teachers and preachers today, leading people 
not on the wealth of the earth. The evil one who's a true lover of brothers. Number five, he says that he must be fit to communicate instruction in the things of God's kingdom through wisdom, knowledge, and understanding which God gives it. Number six, the priests must not be drunkards when they go to teach and pervert the law. Number seven, not one who quarrels or acts of violence, but who does everything with mildness, love, and gentleness. Not greedy in love. Number eight, patient and not a brawler. How can he represent God and his congregation? Follow him with these manners, Paul wrote. How can you rule God's house if you can't rule your own house? The families of ministers are to be examples of good to all other families, that their children submit to instructions given to them. Number nine, one must not be new to the Christian religion. Full knowledge of God's word, because this can lead to pride and an invitation from Satan, who fell from heaven because of pride. Pride is a sin. He said in the good book that we must study to show ourselves approved by God. And if we do, any other way, we invite Satan into our lives. Number 10, he wrote that ministers must have a good and not vain reputation among his neighbors. And if we don't do this, again, we give Satan the opportunity to move families and the church. He says, a good minister be well spoken of without his name being associated with gossip, gossip or slander. We should try to be like Christ, he said. Here Paul gave Timothy the qualification of a gospel bishop who teaches the gospel. This work Paul was sufficient in consists of zeal, courage, godliness, discretion, faithfulness, watchfulness over others and those under our charge, our lust, appetites, passions, and those that are qualified. Paul wrote, let those bless God and be thankful when the Lord put you in the ministry giving God all praises and glory. And he says that our encouragement of all faithful ministers is, we have Christ's gracious word of promise. I am with you always until the end of the world. And if he be with us, he will fit us for our work and carry us through the difficulties of every conference. Graciously parting our imperfection and rewarding our faithfulness with the crown of glory that faded not, uh, Paul said, 
go down to verses 8 through 13. And Paul flips the script. And he gives the character of a deacon. The supporting scriptures for verses 8 through 13 are as follows. Paul pushed in 
the supporting scriptures from verses 14 through 16 are as follows. Acts 17 and 25, Acts 17 and 28, Psalm 63, 2, Ephesians 3 and 10, Galatians 2 and 9, Proverbs 23, 23, John 1 and 14, Romans 4 and 25, 1 Peter 3, 18, Hebrew 1, 6, Hebrew 2, 14, and the Office of Acts 13 to 47. Paul tells Timothy the responsibilities of the church and the mystery of the gospel. Just in case Paul didn't make it there, he tells him that Christianity must be planted and rooted in the church of Ephesus. was a new church. It was starting out. And Paul elaborated on how Timothy should conduct himself in any church and be in his substitute. Or he could cause disgrace on the house of God. Paul said, their office binds them to good behavior at all times. He tells Timothy that God is the living God and the fountain of life dwells where we see God's power and glory, which is the pillar and the ground of truth, that the church holds the scripture and the doctrine of Christ. As the mystery of godliness. Christianity is a mystery which can't be comprehended by reason because it's above reason. It's not philosophy, but godliness designed to promote godliness. It's a revealed mystery, not sacred. And Paul tells Timothy 16 concerning Christ, which makes up the mystery of the godliness. 16. Number one, that Christ is God, manifest in the flesh, the Son of Christ. Number two, he's justified in the spirit. He died in the flesh by man and rose again by the Spirit. He was made sin for us, and meditated for us to God. He is Lord of the angels. They worship him. They were with Jesus while on earth and during his ascension. He's mighty in the upper world. Number four. He is now preached to Jews and Gentiles, not only the Jews. Number five, he was believed by the world. His preaching was not in vain. Number six, he was received up in glory and set at the right side of God, where he ever lives, making intersection with all power on earth and in heaven. Godliness, Paul says, is a mystery from the beginning of God's incarnation 
to his ascension, as it's been revealed to us. Paul says we should not even try to understand it. It's complicated. We should humbly adore it and believe it. They carelessly pride farther than the Holy Scriptures. This ends our Bible study for now. I pray something has been said to shine some light on God's word for you. I'll see you time right here, same time, with God's sacred word Bible study. Every Wednesday, 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. And don't forget to visit us on Facebook. And please keep God first. And don't forget to check in with God from time to time.